We believe cyber should not be underwritten based upon industry class. It needs to be underwritten based upon the exposure type and its rates. And that is the value proposition of Cowbell Factor and how it is derived out of. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Hey everyone, welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, where we dedicate our discussion to insurance innovation. So I have the pleasure of speaking with Jack Kudel today. Now, Jack is the founder and chief executive officer of Cabo Cyber, an insurtech focused on artificial intelligence-powered cyber. Jack, uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Abel, and I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to join you here. Always a pleasure to uh, uh, speak with the industry expert and share the learnings with our audience. Yeah, and, and you know, I know the audience is going to get a lot out of that. But even before we get into the specifics around what we're going to talk about in regards to your organization, Cowbell, um, I, I I want to um, help the listeners understand who you are. So when you look into your history, um, it it really has somewhat of a technology flair, and there's elements of driving uh, you know security there, but it it's not necessarily within the insurance industry. So you know, Jack, if you don't mind, talk to me about your history prior to founding the current company. Yep, yeah, and uh, definitely. And uh, you know, I used to repair PCs when I was 18, and uh, it has a a long transformation since uh, I began my career. Uh, so suffice to say about good 25 years of uh, enterprise software, uh, starting from product management, uh, engineering, uh, distribution, uh, head of software sales, uh, which led me to becoming a CEO of a cybersecurity company, uh, board members at cloud security companies, uh, and really, this year before founding Cowbell Cyber, uh, I had the pleasure of working with three cybersecurity and risk management firms where I got most of my learnings, which I'm applying at Cowbell Cyber. Uh, you know, to personally, uh, you know, I'm uh, over the good 25 years living in New York and California. Uh, it really, um, the learnings along the way really helped me uh, become a, uh, a better person, better leader, and more importantly, understand the power of relationships and uh, how to gravitate uh, talent towards and behind the cause. And uh, you'll probably see the progress we made at Cowbell in less than nine months. Uh, we move really fast. so. Uh, you know, that's uh, kind of a quick introduction on my end, but uh, uh, yeah, really uh, uh, lucky and fortunate to be at this point. And uh, yeah, happy to participate in this conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. Um, and, and I, you know, personally, I, I've seen uh, a lot of the progress that you all have made in a really short period of time. Um, and, and I want to get you know, the listeners to really understand the value proposition of what you all are doing at Cowbell. So Jack, if, if you don't mind, you know, talk to uh, myself and the audience specifically about 
what you all are doing um, and why you chose to really innovate the cyberspace, particularly within the insurance industry. Yep, yeah, certainly. And you know, uh, going back to repairing PCs, uh, which seems like dated uh, long ago, 25 years ago, to become an insurance producer uh, for cyber, uh, usually that path is could be quicker, but uh, what took us 25 years uh, won't take us, uh, you know, two and a half years before we can really establish our footprint in the cyber market. You know, the story of Cowbell started with the what we call the insurability gap. Uh, you look at cyber security industry, which is 120 billion plus market uh, annually, and a lot of that dollar spent around prevention and detection of cyber attacks. And now we look around on an everyday basis, we are, uh, it's not the question of if, it's question of when. And then more importantly, uh, things, we only know what we know. So what we see in newspaper, uh, cyber attacks and cyber events, just the magnitude and frequency of those attacks uh, are becoming so severe and so frequent. And then on the other side, you have cyber insurance, which is look at the most technology savvy line of product. Uh, when workers' compensation, you can argue, is underwritten on a semi-monthly basis and, you know, the construction, the builder's reporting form, on a monthly basis, you're changing coverage and premium. And why is that cyber, especially when the risk is changing, why is cyber underwritten once a year? Now, if you keep that question aside, the business is small to medium-sized enterprises who are spending a lot of time and resource and effort in maintaining their cybersecurity posture. The uh, strategy of risk transfer uh, hasn't materialized to a degree. If you look at the take-up rate in the market is under 10% in small to medium-sized markets. And that means people are buying cyber insurance because somebody's forcing them to do at a trading partner or uh, it's a checkbox. And it's truly not really aligned to the <clears throat> cyber risk that they have as part of their infrastructure. We looked at this opportunity and we said, look, this is a major problem. It's a cross-industry innovation. It's a very complex problem to solve. And that means if we can break the code here, uh, it will be hard to replicate. And so that's when in January of this year, I started Cowbell Cyber. Uh, with a uh, goal to close the gap in insurability for small to medium-sized enterprises. And we're focusing on the root cause, the underwriting of cyber, which is then near and dear to both of our hearts. So the story behind Cowbell Cyber is really about closing the insurability gap, the continuous underwriting aspect of it, and then the most important, the proprietary data application of artificial intelligence and machine learning to uh, be able to uh, normalize that data and uh, produce what we call Cowbell factor, the risk ratings factor. And uh, essentially, this will lead us into offering a very comprehensive standalone and individualized cyber insurance policy to businesses as soon as uh, January of 2020. Uh, that can be uh, 
uh, that can be sold via the brokers and agents who already have book of business and cyber. You know, so, so Jack, I want to I want to dive deep in uh, qu- quite a few things that that you mentioned, and I think the the first thing that I want to try to talk through is your 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 sort of the cowbell factor um, and the way that that I parse that apart is in essence you're creating somewhat of a scoring model um, for the risks that you are uh, potentially look that that an insurance company or an organization is potentially looking to provide cyber coverage for. So so I, I want to validate that that I have that correct, right? And you, so you, you're essentially driving a scoring model. So you know, um, so I've I've built a couple of cyber products over the last I would say nine or so years, and um, and as we designed the cyber products, we try to do it in a way um, that enabled our organizations to to do it somewhat in a just-in-time manner, right? So uh, giving us uh, a, a core understanding of the risks that are associated with the potential uh, policyholder that we're looking to provide insurance coverage for. So we looked at um, a lot of different organizations out there, and, and, and I don't want to name those organizations here, but, but imagine the others that are out there that have scoring models. Um, and, and when we started to dive into the details as to how it scored, um, what, what, what you recognize is that um, all organizations that are out there that are looking to, to provide this is doing it in, in a different way. So, so Jack, I, I wonder, you know, as, as you think about the value prop in terms of what you all are offering with Cowbell and just the scoring, I guess, for this moment, what makes your risk model and your scoring model different than some of the other platforms that are out in the market? Yep. No, great question. And uh, this is, you know, a defining, uh, I call it the... Uh, the biggest uh, pole in the tent for Cowbell Cyber, the Cowbell factor, the ratings factor. And it's also one of the reasons why we are not in the risk rating services business, selling software to businesses. But just let's say focus on Cowbell factor, the ratings factor. You know, what you mentioned, uh, and just like you, Abel, there are so many, there are 200 insurance carriers offering cyber product in the market. But if you look at it, just maybe 15, 20 of the carriers are truly have cyber infrastructure, cyber underwriting models. You know, most everyone else is uh, what you call either uh, pass-through or perhaps a silent cyber uh, product in terms of package into another policy uh, and so on. But I'll tell you the three things that uh, we observe is A, uh, first of all, the single factor is just not good enough anymore. Scoring a company, organization, small, medium, or large, a 75 out of 100, or whatever the scoring model is, having a singular uh, scoring factor is just not good enough. Every company is different. It's like a DNA. Every company has a unique cyber posture for them. The second is... Uh, many of the security rating services are derived out of outside in data. You know, the infrastructure that is exposed to internet. Uh, But if you look at, uh, if you truly want to understand the risk, which by the way is a root cause for underwriting, it's just a lack thereof understanding the uh, risk, the chaos is inside the organization behind the firewall. So being able to understand that aspect 
inclusive i'm not saying outside in is not relevant it is but being able to combine the inside in and outside in being able to normalize that with the latest threat level and the third is this can be one time right as especially you know homeowners and personal auto the uh, dwelling cost and the msrp of the car is usually fixed uh, the cyber risk is changing so we undertook an approach where we said look we are going to look at everything around the organization we looking at outside in inside out we looking at the regulatory compliance loss cost dark intelligence business interruption and varying data sources right up, up to 20 30 of them and how do you bring all of that normalize that you so you can get a true understanding and as opposed to just getting a single factor of 75 out of 100 could you align these ratings along the type of exposures and that means you have to map the exposure to the coverages as well so hypothetically think about a 65 out of 100 for notification expense a 74 out of 100 for regulatory fines or 90 out of 100 for cyber extortion so cowbell factor is a granular risk rating factor that's real time that's continuous based out of inside out outside in normalized approach and it's based off of you know good form of proprietary and non proprietary data uh, using ai models and this is where the differentiation the the biggest pole in the tent the cowbell factor that's derived out of it is differentiates in terms of being able to truly understand be able to align to and underwrite the risk for organization case by case basis as opposed to and i'll tell you the principle behind it we believe cyber should not be underwritten based upon industry class it needs to be underwritten based upon the exposure type and its rating and that is the value proposition of cowbell factor and how it is derived out of yeah no that that makes uh it, it makes a lot of sense to take that approach right i i would think that um Uh, if if there's an approach that that's taken in that manner um, you know because the the changes in the potential threats to um, any organization um, and, and it, honestly the threats are, are even more significant depending on the industry or in like if you're in the financial services or or even insurance or anything dealing with financials you know the the threat is ongoing and and there's a continuous aspect to that right so in terms of um uh, un, you know bad actors i guess is 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 what you would call them looking to do illicit things in in terms of uh either grabbing um PII or in the healthcare space uh PHI coverage and and, and breach that uh in and so on um it, so it it doesn't stop in a lot of organizations um and there's a continuous element to that meaning that on a on a day-to-day basis you could potentially see um uh several changes over time So as as a part of the 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 cowbell factor and in, in designing that are you all normalizing what the risk is over a policy period or are you using your continuous underwriting platform to to get a grasp on what the ongoing risks are for the potential uh customer and policyholder how how exactly is that playing out Yeah so I mean if you look at uh, in you know continuous underwriting has been a uh, 
as, as far as we both know, and you know, me coming from software, uh, you coming from an underwriting experience, insurance uh, industry, uh, continuous underwriting has been a buzzword. And so has been continuous risk assessment uh, is also relatively new because architecture changing. Uh, but before you, and you think about a North Star, I mean, we haven't even talked about usage-based uh, cyber insurance. Uh, let's say we park that for a moment, and maybe we can, uh, you and I can address that at some other point. Let's say the North Star is usage-based cyber, which requires continuous understanding, which is heavily reliant on understanding risk on a continual basis, which is continuous risk assessment. And that means you have to have enough data to real time understand the organization's risk profile, especially when the threat level is also changing. So a Cowbell cyber platform, which uses the Cowbell factor as a technology uh, is basically consumed by the policyholder, the brokers, and maybe even some cases, some of our reinsurers will use that for risk aggregation and loss control uh, mechanics. But the idea here is the platform is built as an underlying layer to facilitate the process of applying for cyber, the process of coding cyber and process of underwriting cyber, right? So the process is a, the platform is a facilitation, a technology layer for a, a lot of people ask me, are you B2B, B2C? And I go back to offline to online. I, you know, go back to, you know, cyber insurance, which is a paper product, most technology savvy peril. Why can't we make it a technology product? And so the platform is basically a facilitation where the biggest transparency, uh, we believe brokers should know more than the policyholder and the underwriter should know just enough about the risk uh, that organization has. And you could do that on a first time you underwrite policy, but you would, as a policyholder, you would also want to understand your insurability gap as you go along during the policy period. So, you know, understanding that insurability gap, so you know how to do selective risk transfer. Should you invest the last 300K you have in buying a cybersecurity tool to address cyber extortion? Or should you invest part of that in cybersecurity tool and part in increasing your limits on cyber extortion coverage? I think that is the biggest question that our platform will help the policyholder to resolve and at the same time makes a job really easy for brokers uh, to have a data-driven conversation as opposed to just simply putting a form in front of somebody and asking, you know, anywhere from 30 to 200 questionnaire, which are subjective and static. Yeah. So we're, yeah, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, and we have, it, yeah. it absolutely does make sense. Um, and, um, it, and, it, and, it, and it makes sense, at least to me, from the from the level of, of the policyholder. Right. But but I want to I want to, um, you know, talk to you about, um, you know, what your platform capabilities are at the macro level. So, you know, so, so you mentioned, you know, at the policyholder level and at the broker level to help facilitate a more informed discussion. Um, but, it, you know, me, if I'm um, an underwriter sitting at the desk. I'd want to know a handful of things, right? You know, first and foremost, what is the 
potential cyber risk for, let's say, this new policy or this um, policyholder that might be within my renewal portfolio, but also um, what is the aggregate risk of my portfolio. And then as um, an enterprise business leader, I might want to look at what the aggregate risk of is to the entire enterprise based on the aggregation of cyber risk within uh, any given book of business, right? So, so, so Jack, I, I wonder, um, does Cowbell allow an insurance company to not only look at the, the micro level in terms of engaging the, the policyholder and understanding the singular risk, but also um, enable the risk at the macro level across an entire portfolio? And, 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 and if so, how does that feel from an insurance company's perspective? Yep, great question, by the way, and I may have a, uh, a bit unexpected response uh, for you. Uh, yeah, you know, first and foremost, uh, we chose, uh, we pivoted uh, from the get-go, uh, I guess, for a, as a cyber MGA uh, model. Uh, that means uh, a delegated pen from a uh, underwriting authority, a fronting carrier, reinsured by a panel, and we'll be happy to uh, disclose that in upcoming month or so. Uh, but let me address a first and foremost, right? So the technology layer that we built, so as an underwriter, right? Your current way of, you know, a lot of our underwriting is based upon application that is uh, filled by the uh, uh, the policyholder, a prospect at the time. Uh, questionnaires are a bit technical, subjective, static. They change every often. A uh, lot of our uh, data points come from conference calls, emails, uh, and then uh, meetings and exchanging notes. And most of this is where the root cause of a problem in cyber underwriting is today, right? Being able to continuously, real time, and at a granular level, understanding the risk uh, of a policyholder and using that data to underwrite that risk. But also at the same time, like in our database today, we're looking at about 98,000 customers policy prospects per se across the six states that we go and after uh, in Q1 of 2020, uh, we understand their risk uh, today without having to step into uh, their building uh, as of today. And so as a underwriter, uh, I'm looking at a uh, dashboard. And by the way, we also create an artificial intelligence base. We call it a sidekick of an underwriter called Move spelled as M-O-O, uh, and MOO is basically you, based upon all of the data, uh, based upon the uh, the portfolio and the risk aggregation uh, by industry, by geography, uh, and then you know by coverage types, by revenue, by type of limits. Uh, MOO is recommending what type of cyber policy risk is good enough, and uh, this is where the cowbell factor is helping the underwriter sidekick uh, to make those type of decisions. Now, the, the, the part I mentioned is as a policyholder, uh, you're also exposed to the same data that an underwriter is looking at. So there are no surprises. There's full transparency 
uh, during the process. And the platform we built, and this is the unexpected part, uh, Abel, I mentioned, is the platform we built, uh, we're not offering the platform to insurance carriers. Uh, we're using this platform to underwrite uh, the cyber insurance policy for uh, small to medium enterprises as a cyber MGA. So, okay. Yeah. All right. And so that, that is, so as, as I, and, and just to let you know, Jack, um, as I was doing all the research, I was, it, it didn't actually come across clearly, you know, because of the terms of, you know, underwrite and, and so on. Um, so my immediate assumption was that it, it's uh, going to uh, carriers. Um, but, but to your point, um, it, you're, you're taking somewhat of a different approach to, to that, which I think now uh, brings it all into perspective in terms of why you've gone the, down the route that you've gone down. So no, that that provides, um, I think, a lot of clarity, you know, given the fact that it, it isn't really for insurance carriers. Yep. And, you know, I think having a differentiated approach, look, we're building a company uh, so that we can address the gap of insurability for the small to medium sized enterprises. Uh, there is a pricing war in cyber, as you know, but, you know, the biggest problem in cyber beyond the pricing war, the take up rate, uh, not understanding risk is basically the types of coverages. We simply just don't have enough coverages in cyber. Uh, you know, there is cloud workloads missing, mobile threats are missing, reverse social engineering missing. And by the way, once we start to collect more and more data, uh, there is more opportunity for us to uh, truly build a comprehensive, not just a standalone, but a cyber coverage that is comprehensive as the more risk understood, the more data we have, a more individualized and customized approach we can take it to the small to medium sized enterprises. Uh, we see a, uh, and then you look at the North Star, uh, able is continuously being able to do that. We're not suggesting we change the premiums and the coverages today. Uh, we are instantiating continuous underwriting platform today so that we can be prepared for something like usage-based cyber tomorrow. This doesn't happen overnight. There is a regulatory aspect to that. Uh, there is a reinsurance aspect to that. And there is a buying pattern uh, aligned to that. So we are truly taking a extremely innovative, we call it cross-industry innovation, bringing the partnership between the insured and the insurer to a degree that the business is not, the coverage is actually selected as a, a strategic risk transfer techniques as opposed to we have to have cyber liability coverage because one of our trading partner uh, wouldn't do business with us or because board mandated we have to have cyber coverage. So it's a fundamental shift that we're bringing into our buyers uh, mindset and uh, how they look at cyber insurance. Yeah, I, I think that um, I, I think that makes a lot of sense just in terms of the way that you guys are going down this now. You know, with that said, Jack, um, you know, recently, so you, you've been in existence for about nine or so months and 
Um, I, I think uh, it was September 24th, uh, actually my birthday, uh, that um, there was an announcement. We made a big announcement on your birthday, by the way. We made a big announcement <laughs> on my birthday, yeah. Uh, and, it was, uh, and it was your seed round uh, yep. uh, and the raise that, that you all have done there. So first and foremost, you know, congratulations on, on that seed round. I, I, I think it's going to uh, go a long way in helping you continue to realize your value proposition. Um, you know, what exactly uh, are your plans for growth, expansion or support of your foundation just in relation to how you're um, thinking about leveraging the seed round that was raised? Yep. No, great question. You know, in our round, uh, seed financing round, which was 3.3 million, led by uh, David Miles at Manchester Story Group, a well-known uh, and very uh, great partner. Uh, uh, along with joined by Holmes Murphy. Uh, as you know, they are leading, uh, 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 they are leading the broker take uh, venture uh, part that it was just recently announced and some Silicon Valley VCs. Tri-Valley Ventures has been investing in artificial intelligence companies for the last two, three years. So we're very fortunate to have, you know, this combination of security uh, uh, AI and insurance expertise, not just in our human capital, but also as part of our investor uh, panel. And so we fortunately have that. Now, you know, fast forward nine months ago uh, when we founded the company, you know, we wanted to get the product out the door same year that we founded. So you will start to see that towards later of this year, uh, and we you know, our uh, official go-to-market is Q1 of 2020. Uh, but today we are getting ready to appoint agents and brokers in certain markets. We are fully licensed in uh, six U.S. states, California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Colorado, and Illinois. Uh, and we're going out to market with a product called Prime 100. Now, Prime 100 is the product uh, that is... Uh, will go up to five million in limits uh, and is available for organizations under 100 million. Uh, in sometime in next year, we're looking at Prime 250, which will obviously have bigger limits, uh, will cover uh, larger uh, revenue band, uh, but most importantly, the funding that we organize has helped us accelerate our readiness to go to market with the technology layer. Uh, we are almost there. As you know, we have, and I think last time I checked the countdown timer this morning was about 86 days, certain number of hours. So we're very organized, uh, super efficient, and we have brought in that financial, human, and also social capital. As you remember, on September 24th, we participated in the, as a finalist in the Resiliency Innovation Challenge. We were one of the top three insured tech uh, globally. Uh, so we are going to market as a phase one with six states and our phase one uh, includes 15 states in U US. Uh, and then we are uh, very aggressively looking at appointing agents and broker. We are uh, giving them presentations every day uh, for the last month since September 24th, so they understand. And by the way, just so you know, the feedback has been tremendously positive. 
our brokers uh, and agents who have large book of business, uh, they don't like the wait time of a couple of weeks to get the quote back from large insurance carrier. They don't like to send a large PDF to a policyholders and wait for three more weeks so they have to fill up the application. They don't like that their coverage coverages are thin. They don't like that they have a really bad claims experience because the onus is on policyholder to relate the losses and the event. And they don't like the idea that they have to talk to a CTO or a CISO when it comes to cyber. And then the nomenclature and the lingo is very different. And so they feel like Cowbell is at the rescue for them with these five different challenges. Uh, so we're making great progress. And this uh, funding that we announced last month will last us to uh, build, execute, and grow with our Prime 100 product. And when we get to Prime 250 product, we will look for a second round of funding. Uh, and I'm sure we will start that process sometime mid of next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, to to learning more in terms of what you guys are, you all are going to do down um, down that line. But, you know, uh, Jack, I, I want to just go back a little bit. So I, I know we uh, mentioned the technology a couple times and, um, and, and I want to dig into it a little bit because I, I know the way in which you all are leveraging artificial intelligence is actually a core part of your value proposition. Uh, and, um, and as I look at how you're doing that, um, it, it seems different than where some of your other competitors are. So, uh, so Jack, are there other capabilities like that? You know, so not only leveraging, let's say, artificial intelligence, but maybe um, you know, leveraging other elements of uh, technology innovation to to drive your long term value proposition. Do you guys have other things of that nature from a technical perspective that you're using? And if you don't mind, talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, and a great question. And you know, when you talk about AI all other uh, great technologies that has built bigger businesses and supported you know many architectures at large and small enterprises kind of tech the they get on a back burner tiny bit so a great question so you know cowbell cyber platform is it's completely it's a cloud based platform hosted on uh, one of the cloud provider SaaS delivered platform, so we're not shipping any hardware or software to any customers. Uh, API driven platform. Uh, this platform will connect to security aggregators, and you think about Amazon Security Hub, Microsoft Security Score, uh, Google Security Command Center, <clears throat> uh, SIM platform players, security aggregators. Uh, that are well-known in the marketplace, some of the vulnerability management, uh, mobile threat players. So a cloud-based SaaS-delivered, API-connected AI platform with a lot of proprietary data. I mean, we got streams of data coming from all different directions that we are normalizing. And, you know, the application of technology in the process of, of obtaining cyber insurance, one would have thought that this should have been done a long time ago. Uh, the problem is so complex and you know our audience will understand that coming from both insurance and cybersecurity side, uh, is the, the problem is so complex 
and the complexity is added because of the changing nature of cyber risk. So in addition to cowbell factor, which is going to help us understand continuous risk assessment, the byproduct of that is being able to do coverage selection uh, proactively. So as opposed to calling a broker asking for a cyber insurance uh, coverage and a product, as a policyholder, you already know what type of insurance you want by coverage types. So you have a very good insights into the type of cyber coverage you want. This, the, the other byproduct is remediation guidance. Now, you know, we're not building a platform to prevent and detect cyber attack. We have uh, agreed to the fact that it's a question of if not, what, not when. So the remediation guidance is now we know so much about the insured uh, and the cyber risk. Uh, we have th uh, aspects where we can offer uh, remediation guidance, like because you know, your HIPAA regulation compliance score uh, is uh, 65 out of 100, your regulatory fines coverage is expensive. And by the way, if you do things one, two, and three as prescribed here with certain tools, there's a chance this score could go up. It could go up by five if you do this, it could go up. So basically, how do we help enterprises become more insurable, right? And then the last but not least is, and we haven't got to that part, is optimizing the premium, right? So, you know, being able to understand, you know, uh, this is a big question for brokers, right? Uh, what is the right premium? And so being able to adjust that premium based upon the risk and the type of coverages and limits, all of that in sync with each other is a pretty big benefit and capability of the product. So for our side, you know, the people that we have working with us on a day-to-day -day basis, we are a threat analyst, we are data scientists, uh, we are uh, a Spring developers, we are React developers, uh, we are UX designers, uh, and you know, we are uh, 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 insurance forms experts, uh, we work on loss cost model uh, every other day. So this is a truly a cross industry, multi-discipline approach. And by the way, you could do all of this thing in 15 people. You don't need an army of 600 developers at a large insurance carrier to bring this innovation. So we're very proud of the technology that we're looking at uh, uh, using uh, to build our platform. And this does go beyond just a few machine learning models and uh, certain few deep learning models. What machine learning and deep learning brings to our platform is the efficacy. A score of 75 out of 100, if the efficacy is 50, it means nothing, right? So we are truly striving for 99.9899% efficacy on our score, uh, which we think would become a de facto standard over time as we uh, make progress in this market for uh, providing cyber uh, liability coverage to enterprises. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, so you know, I, I, I always um, like to make sure we ask this question, right? Just because, I, so there's folks that 
really understand what's playing out in the world of innovation. And um, and your organization, you know, seems to be one just given all of the things that we've talked about and all the strides that you've made over the last nine or so months or 10 months, you know, you really are an organization that feels like it embodies innovation. So, you know, I guess, um, Jack, the, the question for you is, you know, how do you ensure that you and your team uh, keep uh, sort of along the lines of um, uh, uh, keeping in alignment with innovating not only your your, your company, but um, innovating for the sake of your customers and, and, and the, 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 the policyholders that you're working with? You know, how do you maintain that spirit of innovation within Cowbell? Yeah, I mean, our culture is, you know, I have led, this is my fourth startup. Uh, I have led three other startups uh, from early stage, uh, you know, pre-revenue all the way to 30 million SaaS to my uh, experience with a large company running a $800 million distributed portfolio for large enterprises. You know, we are building an amazing culture uh, at Cowbell. Uh, we are not just in Pleasanton, we based out in Omaha. Uh, soon we will have a small team in Dallas, Texas, uh, maybe a few folks in Southern California. But I'll tell you the, the two things that will drive uh, material change in how and what we do here. On the buyer side, the policyholder side, you know, they are going to bring innovation by uh, deciding how they look at cyber insurance and cyber security together as a uh, risk transfer techniques and uh, uh, protecting their enterprises, whether it's by means of buying software to prevent and detect the cyber attacks, or whether it's buying or understanding the risk, quantifying that risk and aligning that to a cyber insurance coverage. So when the event attack, when the event occurs, they can mitigate the financial losses in the aftermath of cyber attacks. So I think that fundamental change is going to drive the cyber insurance industry and that will happen innovation and that is not going to stop because we are truly moving from the prevention, detection and remediation life cycle of cyber security to the respond, recovery and residual life cycle of cyber risk. On our end though, for us to respond to that type of sea change, uh, is we're going to innovate with new type of cyber coverages. Just having seven standard coverage on security breach response and cyber extortion uh, is just not going to be enough. I mean, you will start to see innovation from Cowbell Cyber with respect to new form of endorsement, new form of coverage types, flexible, whether it's a cloud workload, protecting your compute on uh, uh, major cloud providers, mobile threat, uh, IoT or reverse social engineering. I mean, you know, just examples like organizations thrive on open source, but who is ensuring that open source code? Organizations thrive on machine learning. Uh, it is becoming uh, the de facto uh, model for people to build new applications, but who is guaranteeing the outcome of those machine learning? because it's only as good as the data you provide. So we're going to truly bring innovation in cyber market with 
new type of cover. If there's one thing we can do able in this market to bring innovation is to build a comprehensive, the most comprehensive portfolio of cyber coverages in the market. And that is based on our cowbell factor. It's a patent pending technology, by the way. Uh, we believe that we can match the innovation that will happen on the policyholder side. And we don't want to disrupt the ecosystem. We will be working with the agents and brokers who are trusted advisors of those enterprises for all other lines of insurance product. But we're going to offer them the most modern cyber insurance product as part of their portfolio. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, in fact, you know, I'm, look, I'm absolutely looking forward to what that's going to be um, like over the next few years uh, along the lines of your evolution. So, hey, you know, um, I, I want to say thank you. You know, I, I, I think this was a really great discussion and I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to learn more and that, you know, we had the opportunity to bring your value proposition to the listeners of this podcast now. With that said, um, I know folks are going to want to talk to you to continue the conversation. So um, if they do want to get in contact with either you or your team, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, no, that's a really good segue. Uh, look, we built a great uh, a portal, cowbell.insure, a uh, lot of information there, what type of cyber policy, how it works, who we are, what we do. Uh, everything about so definitely more information there personally you know I respond to every request that I get that is material uh, to cowbell jack at cowbellcyber.ai is my uh, uh, email ID and I'm happy to uh, get folks to uh, send me email I'm not going to list my phone number but one thing I would say uh, Abel is we are very aggressively towards our prime 100 product that set out to make a debut in market in January. Uh, we are recruiting hundreds of agents and brokers in uh, phase one of our uh, uh, markets and those six states that I mentioned. Uh, so uh, agents and brokers, welcome to, uh, uh, you're welcome to send me a quick request and we will jump on it right away to get you familiar with cowbell and uh, how we can help you build your book of business for cyber and abel thank you so much for uh, having me on this podcast i really appreciate and uh, looking forward to shaking hands uh, one of these days in near future Hey everyone, thanks for listening again to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. Now what Jack and team are doing at Cowbell is amazing in terms of how they're looking to innovate and transform the cyber insurance space. You know, hopefully you got a lot out of the conversation and if you want to know more, reach out to Jack. Um, you know, they have a great value proposition. So if you got a lot out of this, share this with your colleagues and thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.